the wrong things right. Yes. To clean up the mess that's in the world. Yes. And it's only through the Word of God as He speaks, as He ministers to us, as He reveals to us, can we see that happen. When sin came into the world, we thought that maybe sin was what? Sin was what I do. No, sin is what you are. Listen to the definition we have from the New Testament. What is sin? Sin is disobedience to God. So out of disobedience comes the fruit of sin. Whether you swear or lie or cheat, you're disobedient to God. If sin is disobedience, then sin is unbelief. I don't really believe what God says. That's why I live an unscriptural life. Oh, I know the truth, but I have not done the truth. And this is creating havoc in our Christian circles. The world is looking at us and saying, Christian, but how good people are they? How close to God's word are they? Rebellious. The word sin, it has this, this whole idea. You're rebellious in your heart against God for who He is. You can choose some ways to live the Christian life, but you don't want to live everything the way, uh, the way God has expounded it in His Word. I don't want to accept the true revelation of God. I want to accept things about God that I like and the rest He can keep. That's why we find ourselves being Christian but not perfect. Last thing is this unbelief. <coughs> Do you believe in God? Amen. You're not to believe Him from here. Yeah. You're to believe Him from here. Amen. Yes. What when you reason out things and say to yourself, well, that's not quite me, or that's not what I think, and I put my own spin on things uh, just to get my own way, and I act in unbelief. Because hmm. I won't accept what the Word of God says. Sin is missing the mark. If you're living in the fulfilled purpose of God as a Christian, you're living a biblical life, a life that adheres to the Bible. You become a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Mm. And you don't miss God's purpose for your life. You fulfill God's purpose for your life. Amen. Amen. Quickly then. What is sin? If sin is unbelief, then who is sin? All. Absent. Anybody in this room today says to me, I'm not a sinner. I'd really like to know your recipe, how you got that right. Because <laughs> the Bible says, God says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. You came short, no matter how tall you are. <laughs> right, Monroe? <laughs> what else is sin? If sin is unbelief and all have sinned, then the payout of sin is the wages we reap and we earn from sin. Have you earned wages this week? Nobody wants to pay out now. The wages of sin is death. Yes. It's spiritual separation from God. We have only an idea about God. We don't have an experience of God because we live separated from God. The book of Ephesians tells us very, very clearly that man is dead in his trespasses and sin. When you're dead, you're dead. You don't speak. You don't feel warm. You don't respond. You're not a nice person. You're dead. And the Bible says this, that we are dead in trespasses and sins. To trespass means to break God's law. Anybody here not done that? Please stand up. 
We are dead in trespasses, breaking God's law. And what do we do? We're dead in trespasses and sins. That means the fruit of sin as the root of sin in your life. They're definitely evidence that you and I are sinners. Some of us are successful sinners. We really live up to the sinful mark and we really give the devil his glory through our life. You see, we call ourselves Christian, but we're not living. <laughs> Beloved, the Bible says to us today very clearly that man cannot save himself. You can try religion. It's your man-made way back to God. You're trying so hard. You're trying to keep this, trying to do that, trying to do that. Listen, the Bible says, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot save yourself from your sin. Now this message is to the unbeliever. This message is to those who never heard the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. And this message is to you tonight if you've never come to the place in your life where you actually realize, I cannot save myself from my sin. Only God can say Because He's the only one who can forgive me. Amen? <coughs> if you and I look at this together, you realize that the little woman who came to Jesus, wherever she was, knelt at His feet, broke open a, a bottle of perfume, poured it all over Jesus, then dried His feet with her tears, with her hair. And the, the Pharisee sat opposite and said in his mind, if this is a godly man, this is the Messiah, then you know what rubbish this woman is. He already had judgment where? Judgment in his heart against that which is outwardly sinful. And some of our sins are outwardly sinful. People can see that we're bad people. But oh, what was his sin? It's the sin of pride. I don't like this woman. But oh my brother, it doesn't matter what you like on the outside. You're actually the same on the inside. You're just a religious sinner. Separated from God. Dead in your soul to the true life of God. You don't know what this little woman knows. True forgiveness in your life. His four friends took him, lowered him down through a ceiling. He couldn't move, could hardly speak. He's in front of Jesus. And obviously he looks at Jesus and what does he want? He wants to walk again. And here's what Jesus says to him. Now when the Messiah came, he had to forgive sin. How did they know that the man, Christ Jesus, would be the Messiah? He could forgive sins, nobody else could. Listen to the words as Jesus says to the man. Your sins which are many are all forgiven. And they say in their mind, who is this? Who is this that can forgive sin? Only God can forgive sin. And Jesus says, what's easier for me? To say, I forgive you. Rise to, the, to, a, to a life of sin. Or I forgive you first. Rise to a new life of forgiveness and peace. Amen. Amen. What's happening in your life? As a sinner, have you ever experienced the love and the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ when He said to you, Arise from your sin. But first, be forgiven of your sin. Rise and walk with me in a new life. That's God in Jesus. When we look at that, we understand something else here. The 
man is deceived by sin. Now we talk to Christians before we come to this communion table. If you're not saved tonight, you're entitled to come to Jesus to be forgiven. You're entitled to come and repent of your sin and trust Christ as your Savior. Hebrews chapter 3 says this, Man, his biggest problem when he becomes religious is this. And listen to it carefully. He says in verse 12, he says, Beware, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Those words struck me so hard. Christian but not biblical. Because we don't understand the deceitfulness of sin. You cannot play with sin. In its deception it disguises itself. It comes to you as what? Oh, oh don't worry about that. We make excuse for it. We excuse it. Sometimes we do it in secret. Nobody will ever know a sin of the Spirit. Nobody will ever know my thoughts about But oh, it's a sin of the flesh. And most people can see it. What are we saying? Oh, don't worry about that. I'm just human like you. What does that kind of thing do? We deceive ourselves into thinking that sin won't affect me as a Christian. Your sins have been forgiven. Amen. But I need to tell you something tonight which you may not accept. Sin is still present. Sin is still present. Its its power is broken, but you've got the choice to choose to do it over and over and over again. Amen. And that's the deceitfulness of sin. We're deceived into thinking that grace will cover everything. My, the grace of God is marvelous and powerful. But unless you repent with the mercy and the love of God, repent of your sin and trust Christ as your Savior, you'll continue in the deceitfulness of sin, being deceived by your own understanding. Brothers and sisters, (coughs) the problem with sin is we don't take it as a warning. And the judgment of Christians is just as hard. It's doubled up as it were. Jesus said to us that our lot will be worse before him than for the unbelief. Because we know the truth. What does sin do to us as believers? Slowly but surely it processes us inwardly. It hardens our heart against the truth. And we actually live a life of unbelief. Because you don't accept everything Oh, I can live with my boyfriend. Because you see, we all do it. What is God going to do about it? That's rebellion. It's as good as witchcraft. I'm in control. What does God think He's going to do about that? Oh, you never put it in those words. But your attitude to God is from your heart. Your heart becomes harder and harder and harder. Why? What's the problem here? The problem is you don't see what God sees. There was a blind man, Bartimaeus, and he cries out as Jesus passes him by. He said, Thou son of David. He didn't call him just Jesus. He said, Thou son of David. You from the line of King David. You are the Messiah. And for Jesus to be identified as Messiah, he had to open the eyes of a blind man. Messiah had to do that. 
Messiah had to forgive sins, which he did. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do? He said, I want to receive my eyes. I want to see again. Hmm. And the creator of the world puts his fingers across the empty eye sockets. And by mass says, I can see. I can see by the light you've given me. I can see by the light of who you are. The Messiah. The living Christ. I can see who I am. I can see who God is. I can worship Him. I can see. I can see. Brothers and sisters, if you can see like that, what are you trying to teach us here? Jesus then went on to stand the light of the world. And the light of the world. If you don't see by my light the truth, your heart will continue in the deceitfulness of sin mm. and get harder and harder and harder. I preached one day in a little place called Andani, down in the Transgard, in a school, and the rain was beginning to fall. And the students were very attentive but very unresponsive. And the principal of the school got up and he said this, and it encouraged me as a preacher. He said, Pastor, the word is like the rain. It's falling on very hard soil. <clears throat> but the longer it falls, the softer. Amen. The softer the heart will become. And that's the day when they believe on Jesus. Amen. Why never forget that for some See, what he was saying was this. If you don't see the truth by the light of Jesus Christ, you don't have a truth. If you don't see the need of sins forgiven and asking for his forgiveness, you don't have God's forgiveness. You don't see that you need peace in your life. You don't see it by what Christ shows you. You'll never have peace here or in eternity. Never, ever. Because your heart has been deceived by sin. It's been molded. It's been galvanized. And Christian, sin is present. Don't play with it. Sin is present. Forsake it. Don't practice it. Because the world is saying you're Christian, but you're not biblical. Well, our Bible says that we can't be Christian unless we are biblical. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. Stop sleeping around. Stop living in sin. Amen? Amen. You can't practice sin and be a Christian. You can't practice sin and say, I see the truth, I know the truth, I live the truth. No, you're practicing sin. You're acting in a full play like a, like a play actor who's a sinful dancer. That's exactly what you want. And then we come to the table of the Lord and we pretend. It's a sad story, but we finished. Moses goes to Pharaoh, let my people go, let my people go. And he he hardens his heart, and he hardens his heart, and he hardens his heart seven times. Yeah. The last time, Pharaoh says, we leave him, let my people go, and God hardens his heart. What does that mean? God did every, every layer, every time he said no, 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 build up. 